And when we were in the gallery when it first opened and couples used to come in, inevitably one would like one and one wouldn't. Yeah. So there could be, you know, you could be embarrassingly witnessing um, a, a forthcoming argument. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 100 of Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How's it going, Dad? Um, pretty well. We um, made it. I, we did, yeah. yeah. And it's, <laughs> we were picking this up for such a long time. Yeah. Uh, I hope it's not going to be anticlimax. I'm sure it, what you've got in store for us today, uh, it won't be anticlimax. It's got so many things, folks, to, to put across to you. I'm getting quite excited, Stephen. Every week I said, don't know what we're going to do, don't know what we're going to do. And then a couple of ideas clicked and came yeah, to my head and I thought, yeah, yeah that's fact, it. In fact, I would say that we've had so many ideas, we've had to filter them through. Yeah. Because, we, we have, yeah. It, it, you know, we just couldn't pack it in. No. In time. This but, would be a very long show if we wanted to include everything, <laughs> literally an hour or so. But I think what we'll do, to spread the, all those things we were going to do anyway and we plan, we'll spread them over the next few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, Spin it's a good it idea. Good idea. We've got a lot to cover today, uh, a lot of exciting things, but for the first time, listeners, we wanted to do something special for this episode 100, and boy, is this one special. So, for the first time, listeners, we have got a special guest on our show. That's right, it's not just me and Dad this time, we've got someone else. So, I'd like to introduce our special guest uh, this week. Uh, It's uh, Colin's better half, you could say. Um... Uh, mother to me and uh, and my sister and brothers and uh, she's an incredible woman and without her we wouldn't have the incredible ideas that come out of uh, Colin Bradley Art so we owe a lot to her you owe a lot to her and most importantly without her we wouldn't get paid so (laughs) (laughs) introducing my mother Eileen Bradley welcome thank you so much that's absolutely (laughs) incredible I didn't realize what you felt that I actually contributed, which to me seems a quite a small amount. It's a huge amount. It's a huge amount. And everyone out there would be so appreciative because we have regular listeners. We have regular meetings, all three of us. And when we get together, something happens. And you would have seen this because you know what comes out. All the ideas that we come out with is all three of us. And uh, so I thought it was it was absolutely necessary to for episode 100 to bring on one third of Colin Bradley Art. I feel privileged, Steve. <laughs> I really do. It's so surreal having three people. It's great having three people on nice? the show. I yeah. wonder what it'd be like to listen to. So, uh, yeah, let us know what you think. But anyway, welcome to Thank the show, Mum. First Thank time. You. And uh, how, how's it going? Oh, very well. Yes, it's exciting. I've been listening to all your discussions, contributing my little bits and bobs. And uh, I think people out there will be amazed at all the things that are due to come up and um, I really hope that they enjoy it all. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they will. There's lots to talk about today, but I thought as we've got the advantage of having you on the show that we'd kind of, I want to pick your brains a little bit because you've been the, the other half of, of Dad's life for the last 30 plus years. So uh, I think it's quite, it's quite nice to talk about because we've t- spoken a lot about uh, Dad's career uh, from the beginning and you've been mentioned many times over the show uh, episodes so I want to talk a bit about 
what it was like for you with someone like dad who who's an artist who because i think i suppose there's got to be certain challenges especially when you met dad and you started the business all at once it's a lot of pressure to take on and with kids and things like that what was it like uh, firstly when you knew dad was an artist like when you when you you must have said that at one point mm, to mum i did oh, you know what do you do and you went i'm an artist what did I you said, think about I, that I, I invited mum on the very first date to come and see my etchings oh really literally yeah we had an exhibition at uh, tony's gallery who i've mentioned before tony blackman's gallery in gravesend and it wasn't the first day, wasn't it? The first time we'd met, yes. I said, would you like to come and see my... I've got an exhibition. That's quite a showing off of you, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> well, you know, I thought, in for the, into the deep end. It just happened to work out that very day or that very, you know, area of time that uh, I had the exhibition. It was all set up. And what did you think when you first saw the artwork? Because this was watercolour. Yes, it was. Yes, absolutely amazing. And, of course, what... Colin didn't know at the time was that a couple of years before we met I'd actually had somebody sort of tell me what my future would be so I was actually quite taken aback to meet this man described as absolutely the same as as the person predicted and when he said he was an artist that was confirmation that this was the man for me for the future. So you'd been told two years previous that the guy you would meet and be with was an artist. I did, yes. I was told all That's of that and incredible. an absolute description of him. And it was such a perfect fit. But, of course, I didn't want to um, freak Colin out. <laughs> I, I didn't know this. This was weeks afterwards, actually. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So, of course, the, the artwork was um, really wonderful, done, of course, in, in the watercolour and very detailed. Um, but it was spectacular. You could see that there was a future for him as an artist. Yeah. And after that, obviously, you were together and then you came down to here to start the gallery. What what challenges did you have when setting up the gallery down here? Yes, it was a bit of a surprise because um, I am an only child, so I'm not used to brothers and sisters and, and having men around in general. And, of course, Colin already had two children anyway, so um, I had a 12-year-old and an 8-year-old to take on. Plus, um, selling up, moving uh, from Gravesend back, uh, well, down to Broadstairs, and moving into a house that literally needed a lot of doing up. So course, we yeah. were in um, a place where there was <laughs> just floorboards, holes in floors, and pretty tough, really, to move everything in, and of course, we we from the the moment we met and got married, it was um, three months. Very quick, very quick. So the gallery was all being set up down here. You'd moved in with two kids, and all of that is is happening. Yes. So, I mean, it's, there's got to be a kind of. I mean, with with you, Dad, being around in the gallery a lot, there's got to be certain challenges with that. It's not like you go off to work and come back. Your work is in in mm. the same vicinity, isn't it? Um, what was that like having the gallery downstairs? Did you feel like it was a separate entity? It was, yes. Um, of course, it's managing. At that time, we had uh, just the one door going in and out. So it was managing um, going out uh, with the children, coming back with the children, walking through, telling them they've got to be quiet. <laughs> and, uh, I bet. 
Of course, uh, I was assisting actually in the gallery as well with um, sales and uh, setting up and... Uh, yeah, it was it was quite hectic yeah. when I look back. I can imagine. So there were certain milestones that we've spoken about on the show with your career, Dad, where you did the first exhibition, the first demonstration, going from watercolour to pastel pencils. I mean, you've been involved in all of those big have, decisions. Yes. Um, Dad, was, was Mum a huge part in influencing you to say yes or no? Or to, 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 did you discuss every mm. decision Absolutely. that you had? Did you talk about it, how it's, you know... Yeah. It's more or less as you see it today, Steve. I mean, you see Mum and I talking, the three of us talk here. That's exactly how it started out. We used to sit down and I used to air my thoughts and Mum used to air her thoughts and we put them together. And I I can honestly say this is why it was so successful to start off with. From the word go, from the day we opened, we didn't have that kind of cooling off period you get when a business starts it was almost immediate we had people coming through the door straight away we were selling pictures straight away so it was from the word go and every time we had a slight change like the, the hand wash prints and all the thing other things mum and i would talk about it before i did it mm. great great asset don't honestly think it would have happened without mum i really do not think yeah, it would have happened. quite a- you quite a to, team you've got to have a team yeah and i know i know i've heard many 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 times on the television and the radio when people stars have said exactly that yeah it takes two yeah because it's quite it's a it's a unique scenario isn't it to, to be uh, in a relationship with an artist self-employed artist there's certain pressure with that and responsibility that you have so it's put i can imagine it's quite a stressful and puts quite a strain but if you can be together in in mm. in it together yeah then that must help and uh, did you notice that uh did you see dad's artwork evolve because i mean where you started out at and where you mm. you went off mm. at it is quite different mm. quite a a massive improvement and yeah. also change in your absolutely did you see that yeah so there was a lot of adjusting that we did according to the market and the demand so um your dad did lots of um pen and ink work which he did washes for soldiers obviously the original ones did some as prints and um the watercolor work always sold well and then as things developed and Colin was challenged as you know with this uh, picture of a dog and the watercolour didn't achieve the results he's a perfectionist in getting everything um, as best he can and we we were literally out in the car one day and stopped outside of a um, an art shop and as you know he he went in and he came out with this box of pastel pencils so that was the beginning of the journey and of course as the pastel pencil pictures went on the wall, people were interested and said, could I do that? And that is where the business changed. Obviously, market, after a few years, the market is satisfied with everything that you're selling. So therefore, you you begin to say, maybe this is a time for a bit of change. Mm. And as the demand comes and you listen to what people want, you evolve accordingly. You have to be very open-minded and flexible. And that is how um, your dad came to have people in to be taught how to use the pencils. And obviously then 
um, the gallery itself and the shop changed over time. Mm. It's fascinating just hearing you talk about that and that approach to it. I mean, that's what's kept it going for so long, Mm. isn't it? That mindset of evolving. That's right. And that's what um, people should be aware of, that their artwork will evolve, that it will change, it will grow and develop. And you've got to ride it, haven't you? You've got to go with it Mm. when those things happen. I can honestly say, though, if I'd have stayed with the watercolour work that I was doing, there wouldn't have been an involvement. I I mean... in fairness, you you would always get better. Every artist gets a little better. But there's only a small amount I could have done mm. more. The pastel pencils on the other hand, as we all know, is, is major. I mean, that keeps evolving. Even mm. now, after all these years, I'm seeing my recent pictures, which are still to be aired. There's changes in those, and I can see that there's a, another level i've Mm. reached now that can't be done with other mediums no it's got to be if i'd have still stuck with watercolors you would recognize my original watercolors that i did in that gallery when mum was looking at them to what they are now they're more or less the same you see so this is what i try to impress on people the pastel pencils is a great learning curve it teaches you Mm. constantly teaches you to uh, get better uh, and have a great deal more fun than I would have done mm. had I stayed with watercolour. Definitely. The, one of the milestones was uh, when you did your first demonstration mm. um, and you were having to show off these pastel pencils. And mum was there. Yeah, that's why I want to talk about it because you've spoken about this before, how you mum had to basically calm him down because <laughs> you were right. a bag of nerves what oh. did you do would you tell us what you did do you remember it was the first dem do you remember when we went to, i do yes I and um, somewhere in surrey way we went mum came i said would you hold my hand i'm absolutely <laughs> terrified <laughs> well i said to him well you you really ought to um not sell yourself so much as sell the pastels because as a, as a salesman um before in in your young days um you had all the skills and i said take the emphasis away from yourself and just put the pencils to the forefront and explain them and how good they are therefore you will forget about your own nerves and you'll be showing people what they can achieve and how straightforward they can go about their work with you know such an easy medium where you don't need any water or yeah other yeah. other implements for it and that completely settled you down did it uh n- no not completely but not completely no i was still a bag of nerves and i remember standing up in front of it was an art group for swans to below they'd asked me to go along would you do would you do this i said well i don't know well please you know we haven't got anybody demonstrating pastel pen would you go along there and so i reluctantly agreed and um say, mum and i went along and what I decided to do, because the problem with it, I had, my work is very detailed. Now, I had 50 people, I think, in front of me, um, and they couldn't all see what I was doing with a pastel pencil. You can imagine, can't you? Yeah. I didn't have any television in those days or cameras that we, we had eventually. So what I had to do was I took pictures along. I think I took about four or five of my paintings along. And what I did, I talked about them. I couldn't show... Could I? I couldn't show anybody no. how to use the pencils. I told them how to use it, but I couldn't show them. And when I came away from there, I thought, this, 
this is a disaster because they haven't they've they've paid well they didn't pay swans to be paid me in this case yeah so they didn't actually pay for the dem um but i'd gone along there and swans to be paid me to do a job which i didn't consider i'd i'd done very well just talked about it but we got rave reviews they got back to swans to be oh he's very good isn't he because of my knowledge at that time i'd yeah. been doing it only a few years but i I'd gained enough knowledge, and it was such a new medium that people hadn't heard of before. Mm. So they were interested enough to listen to me rather than to... And I carried on like that for quite a few years, actually, Stevie. And it's like Mum said about your sales skills. They must have helped ah, as yes, well. Yes, yes, yes. Because you're selling a product. Absolutely. But I, the product isn't you. No. So I, I bless that because that gave me... I think probably I was used to meeting people anyway in, in, my, in my original job. And uh, so I think probably, yes, that did help. Yeah. If I hadn't had those salesman skills, be able to talk like I did, I probably wouldn't have got away with it at all. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've tried the pastel pencils because we've got a picture um, on our wall that's done by you, Mum, haven't we? we? Have, of yes. the bar now. Yes. Tell us what it was like because it was. How did you come to try it? Did you just think, hold on, I've got to give this a go, you know, because people often ask me, do you do it? Have you tried them? And I say, no, I haven't, but I used to do art. But, you know, you you obviously gave it a try as well. I did. Um, I enjoyed art at school and I did get um, a GCE in art. So I did have an interest in it. And, of course, it was all watercolour in those days. So it was a new thing to have a, a pastel pencil. And, of course, having listened for so long to Colin <laughs> and his techniques, I'd already got those techniques in my head. So I didn't need to watch or, or go through videos or anything. So I, I did sit down with the instructions because Colin had got by then some basic instructions for people to do pictures. And um, I did give it a go. And it is a fantastic medium to use. And of course, very straightforward and easy if you are a busy person in your daily life because you can just sit down spend 10 minutes or 15 minutes and um, put it down again to dash off to do something else yeah. but it's very satisfying and you can get lost in it so it it was therapeutic as well yeah it's a really good picture as well we should mm, say that it it's come up really well like i really was impressed by it and, and have you done any more like have you done any others pictures or you just did that one um, I have attempted others. I did a picture for the kitchen, which was um, a still life. That's right, the tomato and fennel, yes. which was based on you've done again for the for the yeah. member site. But that one downstairs on our kitchen wall is mum's. Is all mum? Yeah. Yes, and uh, I've done uh, I've done a dog a Dalmatian as well. That didn't come out quite as well. So I, I need to um, I need to go over it all again, really, to produce something a bit better this time round. Yeah. But I I like to leave it to your dad to do, you know. It's uh it's all right having one person doing it. <laughs> yeah. Two would be filled up with pictures in no time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So when dad decided he was going to retire, semi-retire, yes. however long ago, did you think, "Oh, yes, great." Or did you think um that, that dad should carry on i mean you were going to carry on painting but what was your opinions on because i mean it's completely reversed from six years ago five six years ago um did you think uh were you pleased because i mean growing up like dad was away a fair bit doing mm. demonstrations and things like that 
so that must have been quite quite tricky for you but then so were you quite glad when dad said he was retiring from all the demonstrations and stuff it was a little bit of both really because in retirement I think everybody should aim to be happy and contented and I really wasn't sure that having done artwork for all those years that your dad would be really happy and content not doing it so um, from my point of view it freed up enough time for him to come out with me and you know we'll spend retirement together doing things that we enjoyed doing um, but also I think um, he needed something else you need motivation need something to get out of bed for every day so it was really important that he did some aspect of artwork so I wasn't sorry in some aspects because I've now got the best of both worlds yeah that's it it's good. It's good. Well, there's a couple of questions that we've got that we want to mention uh, on the show because we like to cover a few of your questions. The first one we've got here uh, is from Anne, and it's for, for you, Dad. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Anne says, Hello, Colin. I really need your help and encouragement. I've had the Black Labrador set up for days to paint, and I just cannot bring myself to do it. I'm so scared I'll mess it up, and it is important I do this painting as it is a birthday present for my daughter. Some time back, I did a painting you put up of another dog. This I had no trouble completing, and my daughter loves it. Have you ever been scared to start a painting? Oh, yes. Well, early on I did. When I, when I, especially if I was moved from subject to subject. I started actually with dogs, so I probably would never have had that situation with a dog. But when I did a portrait for the first time, I thought, oh, dear, dear, how do I start this? I'd never done portraits in watercolour, remember? Um, but you know, I, in fact, I think I did a picture of you, didn't I? I was going to say that yes, you've done we've a picture still got it on the wall, haven't we downstairs? Yeah. You've so done I did. A... I did a picture of uh, of Mum. What was that like? <laughs> Were you scared to see what that came out like? <laughs> no, not not scared. Um, I was just going to find it quite interesting to see myself looking back at myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit surreal, right? Indeed, yes, it is. But I tell you what, though, um, talking about that picture is interesting because I wanted to show off the pastel pencils. That was my job then. And I thought, because mum said, shall I take off my glasses? I said, no, no, leave leave the glasses on. And uh, can you put your hand in the picture? So we positioned mum's hand because people have said to me, oh, it's so difficult to do hands. You used to mum as a test subject. Yeah, so so mum... Glasses, hand. You know, if you see it, it's quite a good pose, but unless there's a hand under a chin, it's quite a good pose. But I got the glasses and the hand in. So uh, it worked well. So there was a method in my madness as well. (laughs) But it did look... It was very good. But I was was a little bit uneasy about doing a portrait. Yeah, So, but it wasn't that portrait you were uneasy about. It was another portrait, was it? Yes, I think I yes I'd done portraits before that. Yes. So you've been yes. scared to do paintings, but they've mainly been portraits. Um, that you were scared. Well, once to you do. do the first one, you're okay. And I did others as well. I mean, other other subjects. But they're the only. I mean, scared perhaps is the wrong word, Steve. Scared. I wouldn't be scared to do it. I'd be a little bit apprehensive. Would perhaps be the better word for it. And I do even now. When I start a new picture, I get that slight twinge of apprehension then. Yeah. Even though I've done so many. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, I can understand where Anne's coming from. So what would your advice be to Anne? Because she's got this black Labrador set up and she's just mm. 
can't bring yourself to well, do it. Well, first of all, um, I would start like I always do in one small section and just do one small section to completion. Don't do a little bit of an ear, then a little bit of a face and a little bit of the other ear and a little bit of the tongue. Do one whole section because in that first section, you learn it all, really. You learn all the colours that, that you can do for the rest of the and picture. Then you can, you can expand out from that. That's what I would do. Because when you're looking at the whole thing, you're looking at the whole lab- laboratory, how on earth am I going to do that? Now, I don't do that. I look at the whole thing and I think, right, I'm going to do this dog now. I'm going to start with. And then you start with whichever you know, area you want. Obviously, you use it from top to bottom. And once you do that, you'll find... I mean, she's doing the Black Labrador. It's all there in video. So watch it. Watch the first section over and over again until you're conversant with all the colours. Get them all laid out so you don't look for any. And you've got the line drawing, so you shouldn't really be that concerned about it mm. and That's if you've a done really a dog before it'll work really good point about just doing a section because those are the techniques that you learn that you can use for mm. a, the rest of it so i still do mm. yeah that's a, a really good way of viewing it i hope that's helped Anne. um let us know how you get on and uh we'd be interested to to see the, obviously the picture mm. when mm. it's completed got some feedback here from Susan. Dear Colin, I signed up for Colin Bradley Art because I feel I need to know the logic behind layering. Well, pastel pencils is the the main medium for that. Uh, I got hooked on your YouTube videos. I enjoyed watching you create and explain in your soft English voice. I'm looking forward to starting some of your tutorials. I read your Q&A and see you like meeting the challenges of your members. Could I put in a request for a wolf and a traditional Asian woman in a kimono? Uh, I'm sure your list of wishes is very long. I look forward to look forward to mastering the skills you teach. That's from Susan. So uh, a wolf. Uh, a wolf is definitely on the cards. A wolf. In fact, We've I have about a wolf been before. I have been looking uh, at wolf pictures. Um, so that is definitely on the card. Far the other one, the Asian woman is concerned. Uh, I would never say no. Um, but it's not actually in my on my agenda at the moment. Mm. But. There's no reason why that won't happen. I've, I've said this many times. The problem we have with artwork is that we have to generalise what we do. So I have to look at a picture and say, would the majority of our members want to do this picture? If they wouldn't, I can't do it, really. Hmm. It's got to be... I know in certain subjects, like still life, not everybody wants to do still life, but we've done still life subjects. I think that's important because it does give a range of expertise... Now, the only reason I would probably consider to do the Asian woman or an African uh, person too, in other words, a a dark-coloured lady or a gentleman, would be the colour and the techniques Mm. that would be used for that. So that's when I would say, right, I think this is something that we should do. So I would say, yes, definitely. It's, it's on, the wolf's definitely on the cards. That's something that's uh, going to be done. I've done a wolf, but I haven't done it on, on a video. Uh, yeah, not for members. No. So. But we will be doing one. Good. Okay. The other thing I want to talk about is, involves both of you, actually. You went, uh, we did a blog post uh, when you went to the Margate Turner Contemporary uh, right. Centre. That's right. 
and uh, we we wrote written up a blog post about it. So um, I think that's either out or coming out. I've, mm. I've maybe mm. scheduled that for the next week. And this is this big. Well, you explain. Uh, you, you explain what it was that you saw. Well, it, was a, it was called a hen harrier. The the actual bird itself is a hen harrier. It's a bird of prey, very attractive. You would imagine a bit sort of cross between an owl and a and a, an eagle, something like that. You know, something between the two. Yeah. But this lady had done this picture. Uh, it's it was absolutely massive. People will see me standing there. In, in case, folks, you don't know who that is, that's me. You don't. I'm only a tiny little figure, and a great big hen harrier is on the wall behind me. So I'm standing up against the wall, and it's absolutely enormous. I was so well, we both were, weren't we, Arlene? Very impressed when we saw it. Completely taken aback, and um, I think the lady that you were talking to said that in the production or reproduction of it about nine people were actually involved in filling out the outline and oh my god producing yes the end product and of course the sad thing is she was saying that at the end of the exhibition it has to be painted over no way it was painted directly onto the wall it was indeed yes oh so all that work Mm, but so three-dimensional the, the techniques that they've been told to use to produce it was amazing. Yeah. There was a couple of points I remember you highlighted in the picture. Mm. that uh, This this will be on the... If, you've, if you're listening to this show, we'll have it on the blog so you can look at the picture mm. uh, whilst we're talking about this. But there's a few areas on it, wasn't there, that, that there you was, said that yes. you particularly picked out that were three-dimensional. Well, you know, I've, I've been on a, quite a lot in our podcast recently... We've had many people sending pictures in, and I've said to you, you need to put the th- more three-dimension. It's too flat. Yeah. Uh, so, and the only way to do that is to put shading in, and it's all to do with the shading. And this hen harrier had the shading beneath, underneath in the uh, underpart. Light was coming from above, so we had the underbelly that was shaded in, and the wing, too, was at an angle, so we had shading there. And that particularly impressed me. Mm. First thing I said to... Uh, mum then when we were looking at it said you know how well has that been done and uh, it was it's what made this bird fly it's what made it fly off that wall oh wow mind you had it been i'd have been absolutely petrified <laughs> because it was so big wasn't it I, what would you say that was about about 30 35 foot wide and about 15 foot deep something like that i mean it, I, I can't i think i think at, the, at the time the lady did mention dimensions and i don't think we wrote them down but um the only way that they could actually get the perspective correct was um use a a projector to project the picture onto the wall and then because it's impossible when you've got your nose up against the wall (laughs) to actually see how much you've got to draw yeah from there on what was it done in Uh, acrylic as acrylic Mm. right Amazing, amazing. It had to be, you wouldn't have had another medium that you could have used, Steve, with something like that. You couldn't use oil. No. And because it would have had to be painted over eventually. So I think it, acrylic was the only car, only medium that you could actually use. Couldn't use pastel pencils. Mm. It would take an awful lot of pencils. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think that would have reacted so well on the, on the wall. No, no, no. But, yeah. So... But um, one of the nice things, though, that this lady said, because I said, you must be devastated, or you would be devastated when that's painted over. And she then said, well, I'm going to be one of them that's going to be involved in the painting over of this animal. 
I said, how does that make you feel? She said, well, I'm very saddened by the thought of it. However, I will always know it's there. Oh. How interesting is that? That's sweet, isn't it? Yeah, what a good good way of looking at it. That's what I thought. It's not like you're tearing the wall down. No, it's not being scraped off. It's just going to be overpainted. So some bright spark in the future when Turner Contemporary, um, (laughs) you know, ceases to exist, they pull it down and they might even see... Scrape it back. off and say, what's that under there? Yeah, some incredible picture. No, it, it, it was very sad. But it's on till the beginning of January, I think. So it's, it's almost three so, months. And I think, I think we've put a link on the blog post to the Turner Contemporary. You could check out some mm. more details on the exhibition mm. yes. if you're ever in the area. If you're in course. the area, yes. There's a long way to come down to Margate. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and really, there isn't much more in Margate. There's a lot in Broadstairs, but not in Margate to see. Yeah. But the Turner Contemporary, it, it's, um, it's one of those... Uh, it's, it's had a, a great reaction from the art fraternity they, they seem to love it down here yeah uh, but it's not kind most of it is not my kind of scene yeah it's contemporary you see it's contemporary, it's contemporary work, art we've spoken about as opposed to realism but this hen harrier is realistic what's what's your opinion on contemporary art mum like when you go around are you sort of the same likeness of dad do you feel like it's not really your thing well i like pictures to speak to me and like anything else that you look at, you, you get a reaction from within. So it, it's possible that there is artwork out there that comes under contemporary that would appeal to me. Mainly, I think, from my point of view, it's the right combination of colours. Because if a picture has got a vibrancy about it, even if there's no obvious form to it, if it sits well with you and you like the look of it and you think you can live with it, then to me it wouldn't matter what medium it was, whether it was um, a contemporary picture or anything else. Um, if it appeals, it appeals. Mm. And you just got to go on how you feel about it. Mm. And even some pictures in watercolour or even pastel pencil that others have produced wouldn't necessarily appeal. Mm. It's just the construction of the picture. Mm. How it makes you feel. It is, yes, at the end of the day. Would would you live with it on your wall? And if you would, that's fine. It doesn't matter really what it looks like. Yeah. So even like the impressionistic side of things, because we talk about realism and the impressionistic side, um, even that kind of style, you know, is like... Yes. As long as you get a good feeling with it. Like most things, if you if you go around any of the big galleries in London you probably would say that there's only a small proportion of what you see that you would be happy to live with. Mm. And when we were in the gallery, when it first opened and couples used to come in, inevitably one would like one and one wouldn't. Yeah. So there could be, you know, you could be embarrassingly witnessing um, a a forthcoming argument. So (laughs) (laughs) you have to be diplomatic, but it just shows um, how diverse people's remarks are about individual work. So you just have to um, just have to go on how you feel about something you're looking at. Mm. Talking of the impressionistic side, um, there's something that has been mentioned uh, a few times recently to us, Dad, which I want to talk about, is the idea of impressionistic strokes. You've mentioned in a couple of blog mm. posts as mm. well recently about uh trying to make it too realistic and and um 
it was artificial, I think you used the word, making it look artificial strokes. And That's you've right. got to create more of an impressionistic. Mm. Well, explain a bit more about what that is, what That's, you mean by that. That is almost impossible to put a definition on, Steve. But I'll give it a go, if you like. Yeah, give it a try. <laughs> Impressionism comes from within you. It doesn't, it does, you can't manufacture it. It doesn't work. I, I, I tell you how I know that for sure. When I first started out in this... I thought, I'll do an impressionistic picture. <laughs> you know, I, I will do one, I said. Yeah, yeah. No experience or anything, I, I'll do one. And I tried to copy one that I'd already seen. And it wasn't working. I thought, why isn't it? I'm doing exactly what I see. Why doesn't it work? And it never will. Impressionism has to come as an original idea to start with right. you look at a picture you look at something like a, it can be anything it can be an orange it could be um, a hat it can be anything a face anything and what you do is you instead of putting the realism down you put your impression of what you see down so you could be looking at a realistic picture mm-hmm. or something that you re- right. and you want to create an impressionistic view of it so you just mm-hmm. you just look at it mm-hmm. and you Go and, by that. And, and very often it's a tweak here and a tweak there works. People have seen this and experienced it many times if they've watched my videos because I, I sometimes take a breath. Wow, look at that. And I tell people that wasn't intentional. It was unintentional. It was, it was a sort of unconscious, unconscious, not unconscious, folks. Subconscious. Subconscious. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the camera rolling and you're just gone. <laughs> A subconscious thought, and it's a subconscious action. And you, sometimes you don't know where it comes from. It just, but in a way, a lot, most of my work is that. It is an impressionistic. One of the ways you can tell this is if you, um, and I think I talked about this last week when I said blow, blow your pic, the yeah, pictures up, squeeze and, said, yeah. uh, on the picture so you get it, get it get really down to the nitty-gritty. It looks like nothing at all. Mm. There's just marks. Now, that, in a way, that's impressionism because you're not drawing the actual thing. You think you are, but all you're doing is putting an impression on it. So an impressionistic picture, really, can be, um, in, in the truest sense of the words, like the Renoirs and the Monets, that these people that you know and you love, their impression, they just... I mean, you can... Monet, more than anybody else, just slaps it on. I know that's an awful thing to say, but he does. He just goes, slap, 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 that'll, that'll do Renoir, on the other hand, doesn't do that. He thinks about his brushstroke and his collection of colour. So I think that probably if I was going to study anyone, it would be Renoir, Mm. be the one that I would study as far as the um, picture. When we did the Renoir picture of the lady, remember, in the bonnet? Now, when I did that, I did it slightly different. I looked at the original picture, then I turned away and did my own thing. Yeah. It was, when I looked back on it, it was like the original but there were differences, and there has to be. So you, you have to kind of man, you can't manufacture uh, a picture like that. It has to be it has to be created. Yes, has created. To, so I think really, when I say a more impressionistic, what I mean is don't be too detailed. Try not to put the detail in. Mm. Well, that's another benefit of watching your videos is you're seeing an impressionistic side to it, mm. aren't you? Anyway, you're watching that manifest itself absolutely uh, at the same time so you can almost 
say that people will automatically start mm. to pick that up mm. and do their own thing as well. I have to, when I'm doing a picture too for the members, I have to be mindful that the members are copying me. Yeah. So I can't, I can't be two way out. Yeah. The only time I kind of let loose is when I'm doing a background. When, when I'm doing a background and it's got, you know, all different colours in, like the Prowling Tiger, for instance. Yeah. And I can go mad there. And there's no other option. Uh, but that's an impressionistic background, and impressionism there's not. If you think about it, you look. It looks like grass, doesn't it? But if you look at it very carefully, there's no relationship between that and grass. Mm. It's just blobs it's just of blobs. Color. Yeah. Has there been then uh, for you, Mum? Is there any one that sort of that you've admired? Like your dad is a Constable fan, and uh, Renoir, you mm. enjoy it. What what kind of art uh, do you have? Like a favourite, someone that's you remember seeing their particular work, even at school? Well, I, I do like the um, Renoir pictures um, because they are so colourful and uh, colours um, speak to me, basically. So, um, again, it's it's just a case of what you see. I haven't really studied any one particular artist and followed them over the years, but obviously I've looked through lots of books with pictures in. So, again, it's just what appeals to the eye. Mm. as far as I'm concerned. Did you both, when you were both getting inspiration, because you had to, back in the day, get inspiration from calendars and things like that, were you mm. quite involved in helping Dad choose the pictures that he did? Mm. Oh, yes. Mum's found many, many, many of my pictures. Well, I, I learnt the kind of composition that your dad was looking for. I, I knew what pictures he would like and what he wouldn't like. Um, simply because a lot of them were rejected. So, of course, you'd say <laughs> next time you see something, oh, I know he'll definitely not like that. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I did do a lot of research and um, went through an awful lot of books from the library and anywhere where I was able to pick up material just to say anything here any good for you. So library was a good source because you can take them back and get lots more out. Yeah, and you're still even to this day doing a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. A lot of pictures. I'm just trying to think of a, a very, very recently you sent You me might reveal something I, that's coming up. Oh, well, there was, <laughs> one, there was one particular picture <laughs> that I'm not going to mention. <laughs> Stop you there. Mum did actually um, send me about a year ago or two years ago and I've, I've had it stored on my computer. I was going through the other day looking at different things uh, on the computer, different files, and I came across it. Great, I said, that actually fits in exactly what I'm doing, and it's going to be featured not once but twice in two different videos. Oh. So I'll, I'll say that much, but no, we'll say no more. Well, Mum's responsible for it. There you go, see? Okay. So uh, let's just wrap up by giving people a, a few updates on what's happening because there's been a few changes here. Um, emails. Now, recently, if people have been in touch with you, Dad, on emails, they'll notice that uh, you, you started to tell a few of your, your customers that we're basically changing the way uh, inquiries are coming through to Colin Bradley Art because at the moment it's, it's both of us uh, corresponding as and when the emails come through. Now, in order for listeners for dad to focus on the artwork you know you get in a, a lot of inquiries through on a regular basis and what's a shame is that obviously you're replying with some really good valuable information mm. but it's being it's being lost lost a little bit because mm. it, it, individuals are getting a lot from it but um and we mentioned what we can on the podcast but 
we want to change it, listeners, so that you get everything that you can possibly get from everyone's inquiries because someone might ask a question, we've had it before, that you need to know the answer to and uh, the answer is applicable for everyone. So what we're doing uh, here in the office, we're changing it so that all the inquiries will be coming through to me so that any questions, inquiries we can answer here on this show or if it's feedback and advice you need, um, we can uh, use it in a blog. We will create a blog article and send that to you as we normally do mm-hmm. and publish it on our blog because we really want everyone to get the most out of the site and the information that you're giving away, Dad. Um, so if you now need to get in touch, you know, you whatever platform you use to email us, whether it's direct or through the website, it will come through to myself. And then we can answer it together on this show. I can pose it to you, Dad. If it's feedback, then we can get you to to issue the feedback uh, and we'll publish it on the regular channels because um, we just don't want to lose anything, listeners. We don't want to... Every information, every, every question that comes through, we want to make sure everyone can benefit from the answer. Mm, mm, mm. Makes more sense, doesn't it? Yeah. And what, what, what's happening, folks, is I've got, a, as you can imagine, quite a lot of work that I'm doing at the moment, and we've loaded me with a few more <laughs> ideas that I'm going to be doing as well. Now, I need time to do that, and uh, this has freed me up now to concentrate on what I know best, and that is to um, produce a great variety of subjects fantastic new ones that uh, you'll be seeing over the next few months yeah that you'll 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 see the reasons why yeah we're making these changes when you see the standard and the level of of work and the variety of work and subjects that are going to be coming out i mean it will blow your mind uh listeners it's just it's astonishing it's the best work you've ever done mm, I, think. I think so and the yeah. best projects that are going to be coming out and in order to do that like you said you need to be freed I up to, to do it i need to be freed up so uh so we're doing we're just you know everyone's getting everything that they if anything they're getting more because mm. um we're going to be giving you the answers to everyone's questions mm. and that's going to help everyone but then also allow you members of the website to get even better projects also over the last couple of months steve uh, what i've been doing i've all the questions that I've had, I've tried to incorporate them in the artwork. Mm. You'll very often hear me say so-and-so, and I've had a request for so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. Yeah. So if you listen to the and see the videos, they will be changing in that respect as well. I'll be including some of those To techniques. visually demonstrate the yes. answers, yeah. It's brilliant. It's really. I'm really excited about where we're going with this and... Uh, the amount of content, the amount of videos, the amount of uh, blogs, podcasts, it's all just going to get better and better and better and more and more. So it's, it's exciting times. Um, another thing that we've done, uh, members will have seen recently, is that we've categorised each uh, of our projects now right. into three different levels, beginners, intermediate or advanced. So if you're, if you're just starting out or if you don't know what project to start and you're a beginner, um, you can list. You can have a look through the list of beginners projects and just say, okay, which one do I want to do? And work your way through those. Mm. And then, you know, you'll be more than ready um, to start the intermediate projects. You can hop and change and test yourself and try, but at least then people know uh, maybe where they can jump in at. 
what level they can jump in at. So that's another cool thing we've done. I've also produced a a getting started guide for new members and existing members if you're still not sure where to to start out. Um, So the getting started guide is is a link on the dashboard. So when you log in, uh, members will see a a new to Colin Bradley Art, click here to get started button. And uh, that, again, lists all the projects, all the art materials, that uh, details about the art materials you use and all that kind of information. We're making it even better. I don't know how we managed to keep doing it, but we do. Mainly down to mum. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's all three of us uh, throwing our ideas up in the air, and that's what's accumulating and uh, everyone benefits from. So anyway, I think we should probably wrap up this show. We've got to head out. Uh, so <laughs> we're on a bit of a time limit. But anyway, uh, thank you, mum, for coming on our show. You're welcome. I've enjoyed it. For episode 100. I hope everyone out there has enjoyed the show. If you have, please leave us a review on iTunes uh, and or Stitcher. So if you're listening to us on iTunes or you want to head over to iTunes uh, to leave us a review, there's a link on the podcast page uh, with iTunes. You just click that and leave us a review. We'd love you to. And if you've enjoyed mum being on the show, let us know that too. Let us know your feedback. Uh, we always um, listen to it. We always uh, use it as best we can. So uh, thanks. And there we go. That's episode 100. Yeah, so, it's all over now. <laughs> it's all over now. I'll be looking forward to the next 200 now. <laughs> episode 200 coming up, folks. Yeah, yeah. Another that's couple it. of years. That's it. So, uh, yeah, so I think we'll leave it there for this week. If, as always, if you've got a question for the show, you've got a question uh, for, for Dad, then send it in to us via all the methods you already know how. I don't need to explain it. I've been explaining it for a hundred (laughs) episodes. So that's it for this week. Thanks everyone for listening. I'm Steve Bradley. I'm Colin Bradley. And I'm Eileen Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your your week. week.